0: hello and welcome to the professional book nerds podcast presented by overdrive this is joe welcome before we dive into today's book picks remember to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify those five-star ratings really help us out to be seen by listeners just like you who would like some book recommendations as well We're on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are at ProBookNerds, and you can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. With that, Emma and I are here today with our February book picks. Emma, hi.
1: Hi, Joe.
0: Can you believe that we're approaching February?
1: No. No. (laughs) I'm confused how we're already here. Uh, No. So, (laughs) but I'm excited to talk about these books.
0: I'm excited about what's coming out in February, but I am gooped and gagged, as the kids say. I have no idea how the first month of the year is already down.
1: No, I don't know where time is
0: going. And it's are we getting so old that we that's are. what we have to say? That, like, I don't know where the time's gone.
1: I don't know where the time's gone. It's getting so. It's been so cold here as well and just kind of meh, for lack of a better word, that I think the days are kind of blurring a little bit.
0: <laughs> it's the the days, the weeks are just blurring together. We are in the the chill right now. It is the earlier this week it was like negative 5, which I know for some of you probably isn't anything and for some of you that's like unimaginable and for us it's kind of normal for this time of year, but I forget. It's so
1: quite cold. You forget every year until it comes around again. And then the wind chill, you're like, oh no, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs>
0: i go to take the garbage out and just be like, oh, I'm fine in my hoodie and, and sweatpants. And then you get outside and the cold cuts through you and you'll never be the same again.
1: <laughs> no. So yeah, that kind of like January ennui
0: yes, upon us.
1: But right, there's the only thing... Getting us through it, I think, are, you know, things that we enjoy, books, movies, TV, such books, a movies, TikTok. TV,
0: <laughs> the chance to talk to y'all about books. I know that recording episodes is always something I look forward to because it does remind me that we're not alone right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we can go to warmer climes in our books. <laughs>
0: Well, grab your tea, uh, grab your cozy blankets, grab your heating blankets. If you've you've got them, you might need it where you are. I'm going to kick us off with my first pick. This is Ways and Means by Daniel Lefferts, and this one is out February 6th. Alistair McCabe comes from New York with a plan. Young, handsome, intelligent, and gay, he hopes to escape his Rust Belt poverty and give his mother a better life by pursuing a career in high finance but in the spring of 2016, Alistair's plans have come undone. His fantasy banking job has eluded him, he's mired in student debt, and in his desperation, he's gone to work for an enigmatic billionaire whose ambitions turn out to be far darker than any Alistair could have imagined. And now, he is running for his life. Meanwhile, Alistair's paramours, an older couple named Mark and Elijah, must face their own moral and financial dilemmas. Mark, nearing the end of his trust fund, takes a job with his father's mobile home empire that forces him to confront the unsavory foundations of his family's wealth, while Elijah, a failed painter, throws in his lot with an artist provocateur whose latest project transforms the country's political chaos into a thing of alluring, amoral beauty. As the nation hurls toward a breaking point, Alistair, Mark, and Elijah must band together to save one another and themselves. Propulsive, exuberant, and profoundly observed, Ways and Means is an indelible, clear-eyed investigation of class and ambition, sex and art, and politics and power in the American 21st century. Again, that is Ways and Means by Daniel Lefferts, and that is out February 6th. Emma, what are you kicking us off with?
1: I am kicking us off with a caveat. Okay. <laughs> of a lot of the books that I am looking forward to in February... I did mention on my most anticipated of the year episode that listeners, you will have hopefully listened to already. But if you haven't, go back and check that episode out. So I'm not mentioning any of those books that I mentioned in that episode for variety, for spice of life. And so I can get even more book recommendations in, hopefully, for the listeners. So If any of those books that I mentioned in the most anticipated are not in here, and you're like, I thought Emma was so excited about these February books, I am. I'm just trying not to be repetitive. So, (laughs) with that, the first book that I am really excited for in February also comes out on February 6th, and that is The Women by Kristen Hanna. Now, I listened to a podcast episode with Kristen Hanna and Ellen Hildebrand and Tim Talks books on the Books, what is it? Books, Beach and Beyond podcast. And was like, yes, anything this woman writes. Yes, please. So she's back with the women. Women can be heroes. I'm sorry. I'm so stuffy. (laughs) When 20 year old nursing student, Frances Frankie McGrath hears these words. It is a revelation raised in the sun drenched idyllic world of Southern California and sheltered by her conservative parents. She's always prided herself on doing the right thing. But in 1965, the world is changing, and she suddenly dares to imagine a different future for herself. When her brother ships out to serve in Vietnam, she joins the Army Nurse Corps and follows his path. As green and inexperienced as the men sent to Vietnam to fight, Frankie is overwhelmed by the chaos and destruction of war. Each day is a gamble of life and death, hope and betrayal. Friendships run deep and can be shattered in an instant. In war, she meets and becomes one of the lucky, the brave, the broken, and the lost. But the war is just beginning for Frankie and her veteran friends. The real battle lies in coming home to a changed and divided America, to angry protesters, and to a country that wants to forget Vietnam. The Women is the story of one woman gone to war, but it shines a light on all women who put themselves in harm's way and whose sacrifice and commitment to their country has too often been forgotten. A novel about deep friendships and bold patriotism, The Women is a richly drawn story with a memorable heroine whose idealism and courage under fire will come to define an era. So that is The Women by Kristen Hanna, and this is out on February 6th.
0: I know folks love Kristen Hanna. She's got so many titles. I can I can like see the covers.
1: Yeah, The Nightingale, for sure. And yes. her, her topics seem quite varied as well, if you kind of look at her her catalog. So I, uh, yes to this and I will continue to be me and say that the cover is gorgeous as well. It's bright red with gold and you sort of got the helicopter on the cover and yeah, I absolutely can't wait for this book to come out.
0: I agree with Emma's caveat and I am living the same life because, right, we wanted to give you more options and not repeat anything. I will also say that we are going to shout out the interview titles that we have for this month at the end of the episode. My second pick is The Fortune Seller by Rachel Kapelke Dale, and this one is out on February 13th right in time for Valentine's day, uh, library journal calls the sophisticated with just the right dose of sinister. It's a coming of age story that doesn't shy away from the grisly power dynamics of privilege, uh, yellow jackets meets the cloisters in this beguiling story about class reinvention and destiny set against the backdrop of two mysterious deaths. No shock why I picked this one from that description alone, middle-class Rosie McAllister has worked for years to fit in with her wealthy friends on the Yale equestrian team. When she comes back from her junior year abroad with newfound confidence, she finds that the group has been infiltrated by a mysterious intruder, Annalise Tattinger. A talented tarot reader and a brilliant writer, the enigmatic Annalise is unlike anyone Rosie has ever met. But when one of their friends notices money disappearing from her bank account, Annalise's place in the circle is thrown into question. As the girls turn against each other, the group's unspoken tensions and assumptions lead to devastating consequences. It's only after graduation when Rosie begins a job at the Manhattan Hedge Fund that she uncovers Annalise's true identity, and how her place in the elite Yale set was no accident. Is it too late for Rosie to put right what went wrong, or does everyone's luck run out at some point? Set in the heady days of the early aughts, The Fortune Seller is a haunting examination of class, ambition, and the desires that shape our lives. So again, at February 13th, that is The Fortune Seller by Rachel Capelke dale
1: this one, I think I probably stole off your list or pilfered it before you can put it on your list. <laughs> but my next pick is The Teacher by Frida McFadden. We, Her books have been all over the place lately. And so I think excitement for this uh, will be no exception. This also comes out on February 6th. So lesson number one, trust no one. Eve has a good life. She wakes up each day, kisses her husband, Nate, and heads off to teach math at the local high school. All is as it should be, except... oh, Last year, Case Ham High was rocked by a scandal involving a student-teacher affair with one student, Addie, at its center. But Eve knows there's far more to these ugly rumors than meets the eye. Addie can't be trusted. She lies. She hurts people. She destroys lives. At least, that's what everyone says. But nobody knows the real Addie. Nobody knows the secrets that could destroy her. And Addie will do anything to keep it quiet. So from the New York Times bestselling author, Frida McFadden, comes a chilling story of twisted secrets and long-awaited revenge. So we do love a good twisty thriller in the winter or all year. I don't know why I caveat it like it's seasonal. I am always in the mood for a thriller. But um, The Teacher by Frida McFadden comes out february
0: 6th absolutely had this on your list before i could get it on mine i have been on a big freedom mcfadden kick i'm very much into it and i'm excited to pick this one up my next pick we've got uh, like a, some cozy mystery vibes here from cj miller this is the antique hunters guide to murder and this will be out also february 6th it looks like our big pub day A former antique hunter investigates the suspicious death of her estranged mentor at an isolated English manor and is drawn back into the dangerous world of repatriating stolen artifacts in this irresistible mystery debut for fans of Richard Osman. Freya, it's up to you to finish what I started. Freya Lockwood has avoided the quaint English village where she grew up for the last 20 years. That is, until her eccentric Aunt Carol breaks the news that Arthur Crockleford, antique stealer and Freya's estranged mentor, has unexpectedly died. Then Freya receives a letter from Arthur, sent just days before his death, warning her that she is in danger. Suspecting he may have been murdered, she and Carol begin to investigate. When they discover Arthur's journals, an invitation to an antiques enthusiast weekend, Freya finds herself pulled back into a life she swore to leave behind. Once more, Freya is on the hunt. Following the clues and her rusty antique hunting instincts, she and Carol attend the retreat at an old manor where all is not as it seems. The antiques are bad reproductions, the other guests are menacing and secretive. The real question is, can Freya and Carol solve the mystery before the killer strikes again? Again, that is The Antique Hunter's Guide to Murder by C.L. Miller, and that is out February 6th. I love a trip to an antique mall. Y'all know I collect Barbies, and many of them have been found on an antiquing hunt. I love this kind of cozy with a thriller twist. Em and I were truly just talking about this before we started recording, but I'm really into this this vibe of, of cozy but a little dark, I guess, and I'm hoping this fits the bill.
1: Yeah, plus an like estranged mentor, English manor, quaint English village, all of these things are speaking to me.
0: I was going to say, those are the bits that will pull you in for sure.
1: Which is a great segue for my next pick. I realized that all of my picks the, thus far have been the something. So my next book is The Guest by B.A. Paris. This is out February 20th. I love everything BA Paris writes. I do think the thrillers are always top tier, although I will say Behind Closed Doors, the first one I read, the best hands down. So I do invite you to read that one as well. So the guest, Iris and Gabriel have just arrived home from a make or break holiday, but a shock awaits them. One of their closest friends, Lori, is in their house. The atmosphere quickly becomes tense as she oversteps again and again, sleeping in their bed, wearing Iris's clothes, even rearranging the furniture. Lori has walked out on her husband and their good friend, Pierre, over his confession of an affair and a secret child. Iris and Gabriel want to be supportive of their friends, but as Lori's mood becomes increasingly unpredictable, her presence takes its toll. Iris and Gabriel's only respite comes in the form of a couple new to town, But with them comes their gardener, who has a checkered past. Soon, secrets from all their pasts will unravel, some more dangerous than they could have known. We know, as if you've listened to the podcast for uh, any length of time, that I love this sort of domestic, neighborhood, British thriller. uh, Because they're always just great. And so The Guest by B.A. Paris is no exception. This comes out on February 20th. And I cannot wait. And also what way to take like, you know, something that's seemingly common, you know, when you have a house guest, but then things start getting tense, like boundaries are crossed uh, and really ratchet up the drama. So I can't wait for this.
0: It sounds so good. I love, I love when everyone has secrets in the thriller.
1: I do too, especially like in the small town, in the group of friends, in the neighborhood. So
0: we're (laughs) rocking the whole world.
1: Exactly. Joe, what is your next pick?
0: well keeping the trend of having the at the start of the title i'm bringing the frame up by Gwenda bond uh this cover sold me because it's so fun and like 60s 70s very mod it's it's sparkly it uh, i'm i'm into it this will be out on february 13th before i forget this is a Magically gifted con artist who must gather her estranged mother's old crew for a -a once-in-a-lifetime heist from the New York Times bestselling author of Stranger Things Suspicious Minds. Danny Poisson is the daughter and former accomplice of the world's most famous art thief. There was no job too big for Maria and her loyal crew. The secret to their success? A little thing called magic, kept rigorously secret from the non-magical world. They seemed unstoppable until teenage Danny turned in her mother... the FBI. Ten years later, with Maria still in prison, Danny finds herself approached for a job that only Maria and her crew could pull off, if any of them were still speaking to her. But it's the job of a lifetime and might just be the lure Danny needs to reconcile with her mother and be reunited with her mother's old gang, including both the love of her life and her former best friend. The problem is, it's an impossible task, even with the magical talents of the people she once considered family backing her up. It's a heist that needs a year to plan, and Danny has just over a week. Worse, the more Danny learns, the more she understands that there's far more at stake in this job than she ever realized. Yes. Oh, that sounds so good. And that is The Frame Up by Gwenda Bond, out February 13th. Come on, who doesn't love a heist, number one? But a magical art heist? Yeah. That sounds great. Right. And then the tie-in to make the cover truly just look like Bewitched. It once you have that description, I'm I'm here for it.
1: Oh wait, now I gotta double check the cover. Oh
0: yeah. It's very bewitched down to like the it sparkles is... from the opening sequence. I'm it's very bewitched. I'm so into it. The
1: TV show, not the weird movie.
0: That doesn't exist in my brain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will Ferrell. Except I'm not.
1: Sorry, Nicole Kidman.
0: Oh right, she was in that too.
1: Right? I'm, yeah. Well, yeah. what a we no. You're time? right.
0: <laughs> Talk about coming to a place for magic.
1: I know. Well, speak. I'm like. Well, speaking of magical picks, <laughs> no, my next book <laughs> is fantasy. So we have sort of crossed off the historical fiction and the thriller, and we're moving right along into fantasy picks for February. My next one is A Fate Inked in Blood by Danielle L. Jensen. This comes out February 27th. This will be book one of a new series. So a shield maiden blessed by the gods battles to unite a nation under a power hungry king while also fighting her growing desire for his fiery son. In the first book of a Norse inspired fantasy romance series from the bestselling author of the Bridge Kingdom series. So, bound in an unwanted marriage, Freya spends her days gutting fish, but dreams of becoming a warrior and of putting her axe in her boorish husband's back. Freya's dreams abruptly become reality when her husband betrays her in the region's Jarl, landing her in a fight to the death against his son Bjorn. To survive, Freya is forced to reveal her deepest secret. She possesses a drop of a goddess's blood, which makes her a shield maiden. With magic capable of repelling any attack, it was foretold such a magic would unite the fractured nation of Scotland beneath the one who controls the shield maiden's fate. Believing he is destined to rule Scotland as king, the fanatical jarl binds Freya with a blood oath and orders Bjorn to protect her from their enemies. Desperate to prove her strength, Freya must train to fight and learn to control her magic, all while facing perilous tests set by the gods. The greatest test of all, however, may be resisting her forbidden attraction to Bjorn. If Freya succumbs to her lust for the charming and fierce warrior, she risks not only her own destiny, but the fate of all the people she swore to protect. Yes, all of these things. I'm like shaking my fist uh, and getting real riled up at how much I really cannot wait for this book. Yep, it's just um, it sounds fantastic. So if you're interested in something that is fantasy, that's got romance, that it has Norse inspired mythology, and you're a fan or not of the Bridge Kingdom series, I would absolutely recommend you check out A Fate Inked in Blood by Daniel L. Jensen out February 27th.
0: This feels very fitting for your list.
1: <laughs> I I just cannot help a fantasy story where you're figuring out your magic, like controlling your powers, forbidden romance. Uh I yeah, I I can't resist.
0: Hey, we're into it. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta read what you like. That's what helps the most.
1: Exactly. Joe, what do you have next on the list?
0: My next pick is also out February 6th, so add it to the list. <laughs> this is Out of Body by Nia Davenport. So we've got a YA thriller here uh, where we follow 17-year-old Megan Allen. She has been jumping from friend group to friend group in her high school, trying on identities like outfits. Nothing ever seems to fit until she meets LC, the adventurous, charismatic girl who appears at her favorite coffee shop one day like magic. Finally, Megan feels like she's becoming the person she's meant to be, someone like Elsie. On the night of their friend what was supposed to be a bonding experience ends in a waking nightmare. Suddenly, Megan is no longer herself. Too late, she realizes that Elsie has secrets, dangerous ones. Betrayed by her best friend, thrust into another girl's life, and targeted by Elsie's enemies, she must claim what makes Megan Megan to get her life back, or die trying. We've got a little body swap twist. So if you want to check that out, that is Out of Body by Nia Davenport, out February 6th.
1: You love a YA thriller, and I know you do as well. <laughs> I love a
0: YA thriller. Never going to stop.
1: <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Speaking of which, my next pick is At First Spite by Olivia Dade, one of my romance favorites. This comes out on February 13th, just in time for Valentine's Day. When Athena, Graydon's fiancé, ends their engagement, she has no choice but to move into the Spite house. She recklessly bought him as a wedding gift, which is a problem for several reasons. The house, originally built as a brick middle finger to the neighbors, is only 10 feet wide. Her ex's home is literally attached to hers. And Dr. Matthew Vine, the freaking third, aka the uptight judgy jerk who convinced his younger brother to leave her, is living on the other side, only a four-foot alley away. If she has to see Matthew every time she looks out her windows, she might as well have some fun with the situation by, say, playing erotic audiobooks at top volume with the windows open. A woman living in a spite house is basically obligated to get petty payback however she can, right? Unfortunately, loathing Matthew proves more difficult than anticipated. He helps her move. He listens and he's kind of hot. Damn it. Matthew may not regret ending his brother's engagement, but he does regret what the breakup has done to Athena. He'll help her however he can. If that means finding her work, fine. If that means enduring her nightly steamy story hours, so be it. And if that means watching Athena through their window a bit too often and caring about her a bit too much, well, nothing can come of it. She'll never forgive him, Even if she did, how could he ever tell his beloved younger brother the truth that Matthew wants the very same woman he encouraged Johnny to leave? That is At First Spite by Olivia Dade. Again, this has all the things I love. It's a little bit humorous. We've got romance. We've got sort of that forbidden uh, situation. And um, I do love a bit of petty.
0: So <laughs> we love to be petty.
1: We love a bit of pettiness. So yeah, at first spite by Olivia date is out February 13th.
0: I also love the concept of spite houses. I feel like they pop up on my TikTok a lot and I think it's, I think it's really neat.
1: I think it's funny for sure.
0: <laughs> I have now hit, I guess with the last one I hit it, uh, the YA portion of my list because I am who I am, and we'll see what's coming out in March, but uh, February, a lot of YA spoke to me, so apologies. This is No Time Like Now by Naz Khadab, and this will be out, huh, shocker, February 6th. It's been one year since Hazim's father passed away unexpectedly, and one year since Hazim got his special ability. He can grant any living thing extra time. Since then, he's been randomly granting people more years to live. His old friend Holly, his study buddy Yamini, his crush Jack. The only problem is, none of them wanted to spend any of that time with Hazim. Now Hazim spends most of his days with his grandmother. When she experiences a heart attack, Hazim is quick to use his power to save her, until time themselves appears and tells Hazim he has accrued a time debt having given away more life than he has left to live, and putting the entire timeline in serious danger of collapse. In order to save the timeline and himself, Hazim must take back some of the time he has granted to other people. Suddenly, Hazim is on a journey through and against time, but as he confronts the events of his past, he must confront the mistakes he made along the way. Hazim will come to realize that when it comes to time, Quality is more important than quantity. But is it too late to reclaim the life he's given away so he can really start living? No Time Like Now is a timely twist on a Christmas carol that takes readers on a thought provoking adventure, asking what matters most in life. Again, that is No Time Like Now by Naz Cutub, and that is out February 6th. Hey Hey there,
1: I'm Hannah, and I'm Audrey. even care if they are we are always unpacking that very question on sleepover cinema check out sleepover cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at Evergreenpodcasts.com. see you soon i'm Anne marie kelly wild precious life is a podcast about dreaming big digging in and connecting across distance division and loss In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave.
0: I really like the cover. I think the concept is neat.
1: I like that this is a twist on A Christmas Carol.
0: Right, that too. That it's it's truly taking the moral of a Christmas Carol and saying, okay, let's let's talk about that.
1: Exactly. What a fun twist as well. My next pick is a love song for Ricky Wilde by Tia Williams. This comes out February 6th. And I will say the cover of this is stunning. I just have to point out, it is gorgeous. Uh, So this is from the author of Seven Days in June. If uh, you enjoyed that book, I know a lot of people that we work with and talk with loved that book. And so uh, from the New York Times bestselling author of Seven Days in June, a love song for Ricky Wilde is an epic love story, 100 years in the making. Leap years are a strange, enchanted time. And for some, even a single February can be life-changing timely for this year, which I assume was a point, uh, Ricky Wilde has many talents, but being a Wilde isn't one of them. As the impulsive artistic daughter of a powerful Atlanta dynasty, she's the opposite of her famous socialite sisters. Where they are long-stemmed roses, she's a dandelion, an adorable bloom that's actually a weed born to float wherever the wind blows. In her bones, Ricky knows that somewhere a different, more exciting life awaits her. When regal, non Miss Ms. Della invites her to rent the bottom floor of her Harlem brownstone, Ricky jumps the chance for a fresh beginning. She leaves behind her family, wealth, and chaotic, romantic decisions to realize her dream of opening a flower shop. And just beneath the surface of her new neighborhood, the music, stories, and dazzling drama of the Harlem Renaissance still simmers. One evening in February, as the heady, curious, off-season scent of night-blooming jasmine fills the air, Ricky encounters a handsome, deeply mysterious stranger who knocks her world off balance in the most unexpected way. Set against the backdrop of modern Harlem and Renaissance glamour, A Love Song for Ricky Wilde is a swoon worthy love story of two passionate artists drawn to the magic, romance, and opportunity of New York, and whose lives are uniquely and irreversibly linked. This sounds great. I know that historical fiction is not my normal jam, but I do love when it's, you know, In the context of a love story, quite frankly. So this is a love song for Ricky Wilde by Tia Williams out February 6th.
0: Sounds beautiful. And I'm really excited to hear about the Harlem Renaissance backdrop to that. That sounds just like a lot of fun to see Tia's interpretation of it. I am throwing out a graphic novel for my next pick. This is Bunt, Striking Out on Financial Aid by Ngozi Ukazu, and this is out February 13th. So Molly Bauer's first year of college is not the picture-perfect piece of art she'd always envisioned. One day at PICA, Molly discovers that through some horrible twist of fate, her full-ride scholarship has vanished. But the ancient texts, PICA's dusty financial aid documents, reveal a loophole. If Molly and nine other art students win a single game of softball, they'll receive a massive athletic scholarship. Can Molly's crew of ragtag artists succeed in softball without dropping the ball? Ngozi Ukazu returns with debut artist Madeline Rupert to bring an energetic young adult story about authenticity, old versus new, and college failure. It also poses the question, is art school worth it? So again, that is bunt, by N'gozi Ukazu, and that is out February 13th. I really like the colors in this, and the art style looks super fun to me. So I'm I'm excited to pick up this graphic novel. I like that kind of uh, what what is this like new adult tale of going to college and seeing when things aren't quite what you imagine them to be.
1: This looks great, Joe, especially because like I had a really awkward time my first year of college and i feel like that's a, a situation that a lot of folks go into like you go in with such high expectations and then the first year of college is just a huge adjustment so i love that that is the context of this or the it's not picture perfect
0: right you don't know what to expect and that first year is almost a wash by the time it's over yeah. so giving it like a fun hero's journey uh, seems like a cute reflection
1: and you always remind me to check out books and graphic formats. So I need to continue to expand my horizons with those.
0: I'm here to shout about graphic novels and audiobooks. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's no shortage.
0: Emma, if you're also looking for that kind of college vibe and self-doubt, angst, humor blend in another graphic novel format, I wanted to sh- just give a quick shout out to another book that is coming out this February. It's coming out on the 13th as well, so the same day as this title, Bunt. It's called Freshman Year by Sarah Mai, and that might be another fun way to really get some of those vibes. I feel like they pair really well together, so I just wanted a bonus title uh, right in there.
1: So my next pick is The Warm Hands of Ghosts by Catherine Arden. You may be familiar with Catherine's books, The Bear and the Nightingale. And so this book comes out February 13th, uh, set in January 1918. Laura Ivan was a revered field nurse until she was wounded and discharged from the medical corps, leaving behind a brother still fighting in Flanders. Now home in Halifax, Canada, Laura receives word of Freddie's death in combat along with his personal effects, but something doesn't make sense. Determined to uncover the truth, Laura returns to Belgium as a volunteer at a private hospital, where she soon hears whispers about haunted trenches and a strange hotelier whose wine gives soldiers the gift of oblivion. Could Freddie have escaped the battlefield only to fall prey to something or someone else? November, 1917 Freddie Ivan awakens after an explosion to find himself trapped in an overturned pillbox with a wounded enemy soldier, a German by the name of Hans Winter. Against all odds, the two form an alliance and succeed in clawing their way out. Unable to bear the thought of returning to the killing fields, especially on opposite sides, they take refuge with a mysterious man who seems to have the power to make the hellscape of the trenches disappear. As shells rain down on Flanders and ghosts move among those yet living, Laura's and Freddie's deepest traumas are reawakened. Now they must decide whether their world is worth salvaging or better left behind entirely. So that is The Warm Hands of Ghosts by Catherine Arden out February 13th.
0: You really are on a historical kick this month. We
1: are, but it's like, it's like fantasy historical or like romantic historical. So um, yeah, it's my wheelhouse, but a little to the left.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's how I usually end up in historical fiction as well. Like, oh, I love this. Oh, it's also set in the past. Okay.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I love that. So Joe, what do you have next?
0: Thank you, Emma. My next pick is Everyone Who Can Forgive Me is Dead by Jenny Hollander, and this one is out on the sixth. She has everything to live for and everything to hide. Nine years ago, with the world's eyes on her, Charlie Colbert fled and the police called Charlie a witness to the nightmarish events at her elite graduate school on Christmas Eve, events known to the public as Scarlet Christmas. Though Charlie knows she was much more than that. Now Charlie has meticulously rebuilt her life. She's the editor-in-chief of a major magazine, engaged to the golden child of the publishing industry, and hell-bent on never, ever letting her guard down again. But when a buzzy film made by one of Charlie's former classmates threatens to shatter everything she's worked for, Charlie realizes how much she's changed in nine years. Now she's not going to let anything, not even the people she once loved most, get in her way. Again, that is Everyone Who Can Forgive Me Is Dead by Jenny Hollander, out February 6th. I'm noticing my reading trends right now. Everything that I've kind of been listening to seems to skew in the direction of... Oh, I ran away from my past, changed my name, and I have a a new life that my old one is completely hidden from. So it was not a surprise to me that this sounded really appealing. But uh, yeah, a little bit of what my current reading mood is.
1: That sounds so fantastic, though. I love this list.
0: And like a good wintry pick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, especially for February. I'm sorry, it's like one of the worst months of the year. We need our small comforts. So, speaking of those, uh, my next book is once again Leaning into All the Things I Enjoy, and that is Fate Breaker by Victoria Aviard. This comes out February 27th, and this is the conclusion to her Realm Breaker series. So, if you have not read any of the books in that series yet, potential spoilers ahead. So what is Fatebreaker about? So change your fate or kneel to it. The companions are scattered and hopeless, torn from each other. After Coriain barely escapes with her life, she must forge on alone, leaving her blade broken and her allies behind her. Her only consolation, Corianne now has terriston's sword, the only spindle blade left in existence. Without it, he can't rip open any more spindles. Without it, he can't end the world. But Tarastin and Queen Arita will not be defeated so easily. Both will burn the world to bring down Coriain and bring forth their demon god, what waits, ready to claim the realm of Allward for his own. In a final clash between kingdoms and gods, all must rise to fight or be destroyed. So everything that's been you know, leading up to the conclusion of this trilogy is finally here. So if you've been waiting for the finale of this series, it will be in your hands on February 27th. So that is Fate Breaker by Victoria Aviard. I always love that I don't know how to read any fantasy names out loud. So the struggle is real.
0: (laughs) The struggle is real, but that's, that's fantasy. I'll say it every time you were saying spindle sword. And I'm like, what? what? Oh, right. That's a thing from the (laughs) book. It's like, what, what don't I know? But (laughs) (laughs) my next pick a little, a little different for me. It's uh, remixes of classic stories. So this is relit edited by Sandra Proudman. It's 16 Latinx remixes of classic stories. I love kind of a short story compilation, and I'm super excited to see how Relit takes and features 16 original stories by award-winning and best-selling Latinx YA authors that revamp classics, myths, and fairy tales to center the multi-layered Latinx experience through fantasy, science fiction, and a dash of horror. Pride and Prejudice is launched into outer space, Frankenstein is plunged into the depths of the ocean, and The Great Gatsby floats to an island off the coast of Costa Rica. A shapeshifter gives up her life to save the boy she loves from an evil brujá, La Ciguapa covets a little mermaid's heart of gold. Two star-crossed teens fall in love while the planet burns around them. Whether characters fall in love, battle foes, or grow through grief, each story will empower readers to see themselves as the heroes of the stories that make our world. Like I said, I love a short story collection. I love these uh, blended collections of different powerhouse authors reimagining stories or just kind of bringing light to different cultural elements. It's such a cool experience to get to read. So this is Relit, edited by Sandra Proudman, and this is out February 6th. Emma, what's your next pick?
1: My next pick is Where the Dark Stands Still by A.B. Poranek. This comes out on February 27th. And so we are doing back-to-back young adult picks. So a girl with dangerous magic makes a risky bargain with a demon to be free of her monstrous power in this young adult fantasy perfect for fans of an enchantment of ravens and House of Salt and Sorrows. Liska knows that magic is monstrous and its practitioners are monsters. She's done everything possible to suppress her own magic to disastrous consequences. Desperate to be free of it, Liska flees her small village and delves into the dangerous demon-inhabited spirit wood to steal a mythical fern flower. If she plucks it, she can use its one wish to banish her powers. Everyone who has sought the fern flower has fallen prey to unknown horrors. So when Liska is caught by the demon warden of the wood called the Lazy, a bargain seemed better than death. One year of servitude in exchange for the fern flower and its wish. Whisked away to the Leszys' crumbling manor, Liska soon makes an unsettling discovery. She's not the first person to strike this bargain, and all her predecessors have mysteriously vanished. If Liska wants to survive the year and return home, she must unravel her taciturn host's spool of secrets and face the ghosts, figurative and literal, of his past, because something wakes in the woods, something deadly and without mercy. It frightens even the Leslie and cannot be defeated unless Liska embraces the monster she's always feared becoming. So that is Where the Dark Stands Still by A.B. Poranek. This comes out again, February 27th, and it sounds fantastic. It's got folk- folklore, fantasy. I, again, will never apologize for loving stories where people have to grapple with their own strength. And figure out their magic, their powers. So I can't wait for this one.
0: I really love the cover as well. It it's got that Grimm's fairy tales kind of art style to it. I think it just makes really fitting. And you know, I'm I'm a sucker for folklore.
1: Yeah, it's like a little bit reminiscent of those like old school fairy tale covers.
0: All right, here we are. Final title round. My last pick, shocker is a bit of ya horror uh because who would i be this is the bad ones by melissa albert and this is out on february 20th in the course of a single winter's night four people vanish without a trace across a small town Nora's estranged best friend becca is one of the lost As Nora tries to untangle the truth of Becca's disappearance, she discovers a darkness in her town's past, as well as a string of coded messages Becca left for her to unravel. These clues lead Nora to a piece of local lore, a legendary goddess of forgotten origins who played a role in Nora and Becca's own childhood games. An arresting crossover horror fantasy threaded with dark magic, The Bad Ones is a poison pen love letter to semi-toxic best friendship, the occult power of childhood play and artistic creation and the razor thin line between make believe and belief. Again, that's The Bad Ones by Melissa Albert out February 20th. I love this kind of like urban legend turned into horror situation that I I love that kind of, you know, just the idea of, oh, well, we used to play this game. You know, I'm imagining there's some sort of like rhyme they used to say while they were doing whatever and that kind of paying a, a playing a piece into it very into it it's a it's a me pick <laughs> for sure
1: my last book is the last days of the midnight ramblers by sarah tomlinson this comes out february 13th and this is very reminiscent of things like daisy jones and six or almost famous so. Anka Bourbon is ready to tell all. A legendary model and style icon, she reveled in headline-grabbing romances with not one, but three members of the hugely influential rock band, the Midnight Ramblers. The band members were as famous for their backstage drama as for their music, and Anka is the only one who fully understands the tangled relationships, betrayals, and suspicions that have added to the Ramblers' enduring appeal and mystique. That is most evident in the mystery surrounding Anka's role in the death of Mal, the band's founder, and Anka's husband in 1969. When Mari Hawthorne accepts the job to work with Anka on her memoir, she's dead set on getting the truth of Mal's death. She's always been deft at navigating the fatal charms of celebrities, having grown up with narcissistic, alcoholic father, and as she ingratiates herself into the world of the band, she grows enchanted against her better judgment by these legendary rock stars. She knows she can't get pulled in too deep. Otherwise she'll compromise her objectivity and her integrity filled with all of the glamor and attitude of rock and roll. The last days of the midnight ramblers is a big hearted page turner that will a- appeal again to fans of Daisy Jones and the six and almost famous. So that is Sarah Tomlinson's the last days of the midnight ramblers coming out on February 13th. Ah,
0: uh, What a fantastic one to end on. To wrap us up, I just want to quick throw out our interview titles. Emma will be talking to Ali Hazelwood about Bride, uh, Bride releases on February 6th. And I'll be talking to Hafsa Faisal about A Tempest of Tea out on February 20th. If you want more info on those books, make sure you listen to our author interviews on Mondays. With that, Emma, thank you for chatting February book picks with me.
1: Of course, anytime. I hope people found some books that they're excited to read next month.
0: I hope so too. Listeners, let us know what you are looking forward to on Instagram. We are at ProBookNerds. And of course, if you've got suggestions for future episodes, professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com, send us a quick little email. Thank you all so much for listening and happy reading.
1: Happy reading. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com or in Libby. Our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the paper nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, the paper fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.